The message you're about to listen to is by Reverend Dr. Femi Olaleye of Oikea Christian Center. Remain blessed as you listen. Oprah Winfrey, and she said that it does not make any sense for you to say, all right, that there is only one way to God. That God cannot be that simple. <laughs> Praise the Lord. God cannot be that simple. That there have to be, there will have to be several ways of reaching God. Now, if you look at John 14, 6, Jesus said, all right, if we're there, can we read? One to go. What does he say? Now, church, now, are you there? Are we all there? All right, if we are there, can we read like a mass choir? One to go. It says what? You guys are sounding as though you just ate a while going. You know that a while going that is usually very heavy. Then doesn't allow you to read read well. Can we read? Jesus said unto him, I am the way, the truth, and what? The life. No man cometh unto what? The Father, but by me. That's exclusive. Praise God. It's either the man is telling the truth or he's lying. I am the way, the truth, and the life. No man cometh to the Father but by me. Now, why does it sound that as though sometimes we Christians, all right, we can get, um, we, 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 we sound as though we have taken possession of God, so to speak. And there is this definiteness in how we speak when it comes to salvation. The reason why we sound that definite is because Jesus sounded definite when he was talking about salvation being resident in him. Hallelujah. Look at Acts 2.38. In Acts of Apostles chapter number 2 and verse 38. All right. Peter said unto them, Repent and be baptized, every one of you, in the name of Jesus, for the remissions of sins, and ye shall receive what? The gift of the Holy Ghost. Very definite. Praise God. The scripture also says there is, also says there is no other name given under heaven wherewith a man can be saved. Hallelujah. Now, so when we are talking about anything is possible, we are talking about taking the gospel message to the dark places of the earth. And when we're talking about dark places of the earth, the dark places of the earth are the dark places of men's hearts. Hallelujah. The Bible describes the heart of a man who has not believed the gospel as a darkness. Praise God. As a what? As a darkness. Glory to God. If you look at 2 Corinthians chapter 4, verse 4, Paul all right, says, if the gospel will be heard, look at 2 Corinthians 4, 4, in whom the God of this world had blinded the minds of them. Let's start from verse 3 so you can see the context in which I was talking about because I wanted to read that part. All right, he says, but if our gospel be heard, it is heed to them that are what? That are lost. That is the description used to define the man as in gospel. The Bible calls him lost. Glory to God. The Bible calls him what? Lost, but if our gospel be hid, it is hid to them that are lost. What does it mean, lost? They are lost, all right? They are separated from God's plan. Remember, I told you that God had a plan, all right, before He created the heavens and the earth. Remember that? Where we said that God's plan, all right, was that every man, woman, and child were to be recreated after the image of Jesus Christ. 
Remember that. Every man was born into this earth to be born again. To be born again after the image and likeness of God. The image and likeness of God is Christ Jesus. Colossians chapter 1 verse 15 says, who is the image of the invisible God. Jesus Christ is the image, the icon of the invisible God. Jesus is God we see. If you want to understand who God is, look at Jesus. Jesus is the selfie of God. Hallelujah. Jesus is the selfie God took of himself and projected into the Instagram of the universe. Glory to God. So if you want to understand who God is, you look at Jesus. No man can again say we have never seen God. No man can again say we've never heard God. No man can again say we don't know how God looks like. We don't know how God sounds like. In the revelation of Jesus, God is revealed. Hallelujah. God is revealed. And Jesus, the revelation of God, has now told us what God wants. Simple. All right? No man cometh to the Father but by Jesus. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son that whosoever believeth in him should not what? Perish but have what? eternal life. It is a simple message. You need to be very complicated to complicate it. Hallelujah. Simple message. You receive eternal life by believing Jesus. You don't receive eternal life by, um, by not, uh, how would I put it? Now, you know, you have the works gospel. The works gospel says plus Jesus, all right? So Jesus plus something. Jesus plus don't wear trousers. Jesus plus don't wear dreads. Jesus plus don't do golden hair, all right? Because by virtue of certain, by, by certain gospels, many of our sisters here are going to hellfire and the brothers too because they, are, they, they have golden hair on their head. Praise God, all right? But salvation is not by how you appear. Glory to God. There is no fashion. Uh, there is no uh, fashion channel in, he, in heaven. There is no angel at the gate of heaven saying, "All right, let us check everyone that comes in. You wore jeans, no heaven for you. You wore you wore this kind of skirt, no heaven for you. No, 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 no. Salvation is not by that. Salvation is by faith in Jesus and Jesus alone. Hallelujah, Hallelujah. I said Hallelujah. Salvation is by faith. He says, for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, that whosoever believeth in him should not perish. So that means by believing, a man is catapulted into the place where he will not perish. By believing. Hallelujah. Say aloud, I have believed the gospel. Louder, I have believed the gospel. I will not perish. I will not perish. You know, a gentleman, God bless his heart, said, anyone who preaches eternal salvation, he said that person is a heretic. And I was trying to understand exactly what he meant. As I said, if anyone who preaches that the moment you believe in Jesus and that Jesus died on the cross for you, all right, that that person is saved and cannot lose his salvation, that that person is a heretic. So I was wondering, so who is preaching the right thing? He said, the one that preaches that though, after you, though you've been saved, it is possible for you to lose the salvation. I said, how can you lose a salvation that was given to you eternally? Don't you understand what eternal is? Is this an English problem or something? Is it that there was a comprehension difficulty in class when they were teaching you English in school? What is eternal life? Do you know what eternal life? There is nothing temporary in eternal. Praise the Lord. Are you following what I'm saying? All right, listen. Even Jesus has eternal consequences. 
Receiving Jesus has eternal implications. Hallelujah. Are you following what I'm saying? Because the moment you believe this gospel, glory to God, eternity moves into your heart. Eternal life is yours. Listen, Jesus came to you and brought him to himself. Hallelujah. So he brought you out of the mundane and brought you into the eternal. So he says, for God so loved God that he gave his only begotten son, that whosoever believeth in him should not perish. Listen, should not perish. Should not perish. Should not perish. That word should not, all right, is a double negative in the Greek. What it means, should not, never, under any circumstance perish. There is no perishing in your future. Praise God. Look at him and say, it's too late for you to go to hell. Look at him and tell him, it's too late for you to go to hell. Hallelujah. Once you've received Jesus, eternal life is your inheritance. Praise God. Praise God. You say, but pastor, does that mean that we'll be living life anyhow? No, 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 stop. Can we stop that kind of silly, childish thinking? Why is it that the assurance of your salvation always has to provoke a conversation about living anyhow? Who is living anyhow here? Why would I receive Jesus, then now think that because I've received Jesus, I cannot live my life anyhow? No, I didn't only receive eternal life. Eternal life is not just one liquid you received. Eternal life, hallelujah, is a person you have become. Praise God. When we are talking about having been redeemed from sin, there is an introduction into a personality we become. Therefore, if any man be in Christ, he is a what? A new creation. All things are passed away. Which means that this man that has received eternal life, everlasting life, has become someone. Praise God. He has become someone. He has a new life. He has new desires, praise God. All right, the Bible says in Ezekiel chapter 36, God speaking about the new creation, he says, I will take away from you the heart of what? Of stone. And I will put my spirit, a new spirit within you, and I will cause you to walk in my statutes. So that means this man who has received what? Eternal life is a new kind of man with a new set of desires. Glory to God. I said, glory to God. Say, Lord, I'm a new man with a new life. Ah, new man, new life. Praise God. That's who you are. Now, God wants every man to be like you. God wants every woman to be like you. To be the light of the world. Hallelujah. Listen, if we were righteousness of God based on works, you understand? All right, every man cannot attain to it because if it is based on performance, we will all have different scores. How many of you, when you were in school, all of you scored the same in class? Some people will score 40 now, have you? Some will score 55. Then there are some that will score 90. How many of you hated those guys that scored 90? Praise God. All right, you always get a nice, this is only you, why are you scoring 90? <laughs> Praise God. But God has done it in such a way that He says, Listen to me. You are not righteous based on your own performance. Hallelujah. Your righteousness has been given to you free of charge as a gift from me. Look at Romans chapter 5 verse 17. This is the message we need to tell everybody. Now, let me tell you something. You would think that a God who gave righteousness free as a gift will be loved by all. But you find out that that is the reason some people hate God. 
because he didn't give them opportunity to boast in their own performance. Hallelujah. Because there's something inside man that wants to take credit for his success. Praise God. So, for example, a woman that gets married, she wants to say because she didn't sleep around, that's why she has a good marriage. You understand what I'm saying? She wants to say it. She wants to be able to say, she wants to say, I'm married as a virgin. That's why I have a good marriage. Then, in fact, if she doesn't get married early, she will say, why am I not married? Ah, but I am a virgin. There is something. I, I, I don't, you understand what I'm talking about? All right, you hear the guy that, that says, ah, but I don't steal. I don't do yahoo, yahoo like all of these people. Yet. Why? Because there is something in man that wants to point to self for his success. Amen. You see how we even describe it. We say, all right, I am a self-made man. You know, you know self-made man. Self. Why? We want to point to self. So what salvation does is that it deprives man of that desire to point to himself. Glory to God. That's why the Bible says, so that no man may glory what? In himself. Salvation is a leveler. Look at Romans 5.17. Everybody read one to go. It says what? For if by one man's offense, death read by one, much more they which receive what? Abundance of grace. And of what? Church, read. And of the what? And of the what? Gift of righteousness. Say righteousness is a gift. Louder. Righteousness is a gift. Maybe I should walk around. Righteousness is a gift. It's a gift. Gift. Glory to God. It's a gift. I don't have more righteousness than you do. Hallelujah. I don't. Why? Because the righteousness I have is a gift. The righteousness that you have is a gift. So you cannot come and say, I am more righteous than you are. You cannot look at, if, if somebody came into church, for example, and maybe a guy comes in and wears earrings. You know, God has been working on, on my mind concerning those things. Remember, you see a guy wear earrings or dreads, you now begin to look at the person bad. I, I look, at, look at this one, you know. You now begin to judge the person. Then you, it, it now becomes weird if that person comes to preach the gospel to you. Maybe you are on a, you know, on the road and the person comes to preach the gospel to you. The person has dreadlocks and has earrings. You understand? And maybe his teeth, there is, his teeth is made of, of gold. I might have seen those guys that put, you know, teeth gold, um, gold-plated uh, teeth. And the person is preaching the gospel to you. And all of a sudden, you begin to want to condemn them in your heart. How many of you know what I'm talking about? So how can you? You are the one that needs me to be preaching to you. Do you know why? Because you are, all right, that righteousness is about works. Hallelujah. Or you see somebody comes, you see that there's tattoo all over his body. Just the tattoo, all of a sudden you have condemned him. Or you have condemned him. Because you do not understand that righteousness is a gift. Glory to God. It's a what? Gift. And some of us, we are just tribalistic and racist. It's true, we're racist. When you see Travis Green, What's that Travis's song? When it comes to the experience, uh, 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 it's intentional. Oh yeah, never failing. None of you have problem with it, though. I mean, I feel for once, thought Travis Green with gold hair and and tattoos at experience and had a problem. You didn't. Oh, oh, oh yeah, I need to be say, come on, you didn't see it. Oh, yeah, come on. I was smiling. I made it into the experience to see Travis Green. 
I don't want to worry about it. something for me. Oh, yeah, it's something for me. Okay. Now, so you, you are talking about now. On that trap, is green-looking person. <laughs> Hallelujah. Because it's not American. He now comes and says, bless you, sister. I want to share the gospel with you. You check. You see the tattoo. You see the gold hair. Then you see the chain. You say, I ah, know. You, you need the gospel. Please. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's racism. And all of that is cured in Christ. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. The person tells you, I am a child of the Most High God. Eh? Stop thinking being a son of God is a function of your appearance. No. It's by the Spirit. And it's a free gift of God. Everybody says it's a free gift of God. He says, for if by one man's offense death reigned by one, much more they which receive abundance of grace and of the gift of righteousness shall reign in life by one Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. So, I cannot boast in my righteousness. Neither can you boast in, your, in righteousness. Because righteousness is a gift. Now, let us define righteousness you know, quickly. What is righteousness? Write this down. Righteousness is the ability to stand before God. Righteousness is the ability to stand before God sin-free. Sin-free and guilt-free. It's the ability to stand before God sin-free and guilt-free. It is right standing with God. Hallelujah. It is the ability to stand before God without a consciousness of what you lack. But rather with a mind full of how complete you are in Christ. So the righteous man is a man that stands before God and says, I lack nothing. Hallelujah. Because Christ is my completion. Christ is my everything. Hallelujah. You stand before God and there is no fear in your heart towards God. Your heart is full of it. It is only righteousness that can make it possible for you to look at the face of God and say, Haba, Papa, good morning. How are you doing? It is only righteousness that can make you do that. Hallelujah. It is only righteousness that can make you claim equality with God by calling him your father. You see, because you only call father the man who is, you know, at a particular level of equality with you. Praise God. The reason why you can call God father is because of righteousness. And that righteousness is a free gift. Say aloud, I have received the gift of righteousness. So you are not better than your neighbor in Christ. Because God doesn't call you righteous based on what you do, but calls you righteous based on what Christ has done. Look at 2 Corinthians 5.21. 2 Corinthians 5.21. Someone says, Pastor, we need more preaching against sin in the, in the church. No, sir. We need more preaching about the gospel. Praise God. Praise God. Listen to me. If you have a lot of dirty clothes, do we need more dirty clothes? No, we need more soap. Amen. Amen. The stain is not the solution to the stain. You need soap because soap and water is the solution to what? To the stain. So where you have a lot of sin, you need more preaching concerning the what? The antidote to sin, which is what? The gospel. Everybody say the gospel. Now, 2 Corinthians 5.21, it says, For he had made him to be what? Sin for us. Everybody read loud though. For he had made him to be what? Sin for us. Who knew what? That we might be made the what? Righteousness of God, what? 
in him. So we've not only received righteousness as a gift, we've been made righteousness. Say aloud, I am the righteousness of God. Come on, louder. I am the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. Say aloud, I'm the beauty of God in Christ Jesus. Because of Christ Jesus, I've been made beautiful. I've been made righteousness. Hallelujah. So God does not call you a sinner. God calls you his righteousness. This is what we have in Christ. This is what Jesus did for us. And this is why we must tell the whole world, because God wants everybody to be like us, to be righteousness, to receive righteousness as a free gift. Praise God. I said, praise God. You say, oh, Pastor, I, out, of, out of the Muslim, are you saying all of Muslims are going to hell? No, all Muslims are not going to hell. All the Muslims that believe in Jesus are going to heaven. Hallelujah. See what I did there? I can tell you there are Muslims in Oman, born again. And I can tell you there are Muslims in the, um, what do you call it, the king of uh, Saudi Arabia's palace. They are born again people there. Should I tell you why? Is it not God? It's not God. Ah, you don't know this God. Somebody, I'm telling you, there will be someone there that speaks in tongues. Under the Jalabia. Remember the time a guy got born again? The guy got saved, all right? But because he was a child, the son of the Emir or something like that, so he couldn't come out because they're going to kill him. Praise God. You know some places, you know, you know, salvation is a life or death matter. The moment you just publicly announce Jesus as your Lord and Pastor Nassim, they'll cut off your head. I need to be, it's right according to their religion. So this guy got saved. So he had to, the, the person that got him saved said, you have to use wisdom. So the guy got him filled with the Holy Ghost. He said, whenever you go into the mosque and you are doing this, your, this their prayer and stuff. He said, why are you doing their prayer? You just be, be there speaking in tongues. Hallelujah. So when they, was, uh, when they do the Allah, sometimes the guy goes, Ragada goes, Franda la Garcia, It's under his breath, you understand? Speaking in tongues. Praise God. Speaking in tongues, speaking in tongues. And every time they will look at him, something they would ask, ah, something has changed about you. But he couldn't tell them yet. Until he left, you know, his father's house and declared fully for Christ. Praise God. I said, praise God. Salvation is not hard. It is simple, simply by believing in the gospel of Jesus Christ. There is no how to get saved, step one. No, it's just believe in Jesus, end of story. Hallelujah. Look how it says, for he had made him to be sin for us, who knew no sin, that we might be made the righteousness of what? Of God in him. Hallelujah. Now listen, the heart throb and the passion, if you, are talk, if you want to know what God's passion is really about, if you want to know what keeps God awake at night, hallelujah, I can tell you. First Timothy chapter 2. If you want to enjoy the ministry of angels, the sponsorship of the spirit, if you want God to mightily use you, I can tell you, all right, what, where God wants you involved in. It's not hard. Look at 1 Timothy chapter 2 and from verse 1. We're going to read from verse 1 to 4. All right. Look at what he says there. I said, therefore, that first of all supplications, prayers, intercessions, giving of thanks be made for what? All men. Amen. Next verse. For kings and for all that are in authority, that we may lead a quiet and peaceable life in all godliness and honesty. Verse 3. Everybody read like a mass choir. For this is good and acceptable in the sight of God, our what? Savior. He is God, our what? Savior. Not our destroyer. Our what? Savior. For 
that who we have all men to be what? Come on, church. Who we have all men to be what? Who we have all men to be what? Saved. And to come unto the knowledge of truth. Listen to me. It is God's passion right now for the most wicked human being on this earth to be saved. God is not interested in wasting the blood of Jesus. If any man goes to hell, we lost. Are you following? We lost. God wants every soul in heaven. He wants everyone saved. Who we have all men to be saved and to come unto the knowledge of truth. This scripture automatically tells us that all men are not saved. Because some are actually taught a particular kind of gospel that says that because Jesus has paid the price, all right, for sin, therefore all are saved. No, sir, all are not saved. It is only those who believe that are saved. All have been redeemed in that Jesus has paid the sacrifice for all men. Amen. But those who receive that sacrifice are the ones that are what? That are saved. Praise God. Praise God. So a man is saved by believing the gospel. Hallelujah. Romans chapter 10. Romans chapter 10 and verse 8 into 10. Because that's where you come in. When we're talking about anything is possible, we are talking about getting the gospel message to every single person on the earth. You may be here and you have not believed the gospel. That's why you are here. That's why God brought you here because he wants you saved. Praise God. He wants you saved. So how does it happen? Look at what he says. Romans chapter 10 verse 8. He says, what saith it? But what saith it? The word is nigh thee, even in thy mouth and in thy heart. That is the word of faith which we preach. The next verse. Everybody read one to go. He says that if thou shalt what? Confess with thy mouth what? The Lord Jesus. And shall believe in thy heart that God had what? Raised him from the dead. Thou shalt be what? Simple. Look at him and say simple. Gaskia. Hallelujah. What does that mean? Eh? Eh? That's finished. What of Inasunshi? Inasunki. Gaskia. Hallelujah. Quartos Erastos Demosphratos. Glory to God. QD, bless God. That if thou confess with thy mouth, what does it mean to confess? To confess means to agree. Hallelujah. God has said something about Jesus. Do you agree? Me, I have agreed. Glory to God. All right? I've agreed that in Jesus is eternal life. And that because of Jesus, me, I will never go to fire. Fire is not my portion. Glory to God. They don't know my name there. Praise the Lord. So I don't live any day of my life I've been afraid of hell. I don't say stupid prayer like, Father, please do not let, allow me go to hell. I don't pray prayer like that. No. Why? Because of Jesus. Praise God. Praise God. Praise God. Look at what it says. It says that if thou shalt confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus and shalt believe in thy heart that God has raised him from the dead, thou shalt be saved. Hallelujah. Verse 10, everybody read one to go. It says what? For with the heart man believeth unto what? And with the mouth confession is made unto what? Yeah. So I've believed with my heart. And because I've believed with my heart, my mouth confesses. My mouth has agreed with what my heart has believed. Praise God. Praise God. Look at Hebrews chapter 10. Hebrews chapter 10 and verse 10. Once you understand the gospel, you can't keep quiet about it. How? 
You can't, okay? You can't keep quiet about it. Gospel is not behavioral modification. Amen? All the bad, bad things. How many of you remember that song? Or the bad, bad, you know, it was a song by, by was it Sonny Okoso? Or the bad, bad, bad things I used to do, I do them no more. How many of you remember that? Or the bad, bad things I used to say, I say them no more. Or the bad, bad places I used to go, I go there no more. There was a great change since I was, what? I met God. Is it, now you should know. That's not how it sounds, though. Since I met God new, I don't know about... Uh, yeah, I said, there is a great change, yes, since I met God. Yes, there is a great change. Now, that is a song about spiritual growth. Hallelujah. Because when you get born again, you will change. Hallelujah. You can't tell me you've been born again five years, then we've been seeing you, you have this marijuana. Hallelujah. Rakodobo Shiva, Rahato Vasiba. Lampy. <laughs> you know, we got to put a question mark on that, man. Praise God. I said, praise God. Yeah, something's wrong. There'll be a change. So, works of salvation. There are works that accompany salvation. But salvation is not by works. Are you following? It's like this. If somebody makes a... Don't let me use Ogbono. I want to use Ogbono. And, uh, hallelujah. Now, how many of you, if you eat something that is really good, you know it's good, right? Now, if you eat something that, you know, is not good, you know it's not good. Is that correct? Is that correct? Good. Now, how do I, how do I tell this testimony without people not feeling hungry? Okay, let me leave it. Let us look for some, another example. Salvation is not by works, but the man who is saved will show works. Praise God. So, why we don't judge a man by works to know if he's saved? You understand? We ask him, have you believed? We talk about what he has believed to know he's saved. Amen. But, if that man is, has truly believed what he said he has believed, it will show in his works. Praise God. Look at 1 Peter chapter 2, verse 9, quickly. 1 Peter 2, ye are a chosen generation. All right? A royal priesthood, a what? Holy nation, a peculiar people, that ye should what? Show forth what? The praises, that word praises, works of him. What? Called you out of what? Darkness into what? His marvelous light. So that means there are works you will show. Hallelujah. If you have received the spirit, you will manifest him. Amen. I said amen. The man who has been born again has been made the temple of the living God. He has been born of the Holy Ghost. Hallelujah. And because he has been born of the Holy Ghost, he will demonstrate the Holy Ghost. In both character and power. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I said hallelujah. Yeah. 
So don't for a moment women think that oh this church will think eternal salvation. We teach eternal salvation that God, whoever God has saved, He saves to the end. Oh, that will not mean that we live our life anyhow. No, sir, we don't. The reason why we don't live our life anyhow is very simple. We understand how deadly sin is. We understand how grave it was for Jesus to die on that cross because of our sins. We will not wallow and live as though Jesus didn't come and die because of sin. We don't joke with sin here. Praise God. We walk in our victory over that thing. Praise God. Hallelujah. Because we were saved from it. We will not now walk in it. So by the grace of God, the married men amongst us, we are loyal to our wives. Praise God. I said praise God. We are loyal to our wives. Glory to God. Amen. Loyal to our wives. Very loyal. Eyes are single. Glory to God. And it's very full of light. Glory to Jesus Christ. Amen. But that's not what is that's not why we're going to heaven. Amen. That's not why we are citizens of heaven already. You know, we don't actually go to heaven as new creations. We are citizens of heaven already. Glory to God. Philippians chapter 320. We are citizens of heaven. Hallelujah. Already. Praise God. All right, when Jesus comes, amen, all right, we will meet him in the air. If we leave the earth before he comes, we will go and meet him in heaven and we leave heaven and come to the earth with him. Hallelujah. You know that heaven is actually not the final destination for the Christian. How many of you know that? Oh, you don't know? You don't know? Oh, you don't know, man of God, or you know? <laughs> heaven is not, we are coming back to this place. Praise God. Hallelujah. The Christian is not escaping the earth. Ah! But finally, ah, this earth, the, the one you have done is enough. No. No. When we live here, we live victoriously. Glory to God. All right? We, we, we live after we have won, 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 won. You say, ah, what a life of victory. Hallelujah. It's time to go. Praise God. No, sir. We are not going to be living here after being beaten bad and blue by disease and sickness. No, sir. Greater is he that is in me than he that is in the world. Hallelujah. I am of God. Glory to God. I have already overcome them. Amen. Now, let me also tell you, this life that we have received is not just a life for us to, oh, we are with God, we are born of God. No. It is also a victorious life over sickness and over disease. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Romans chapter 8 verse 11. He says, if that same spirit that raised up Christ from the dead lives in you, he that raised up Christ from the dead shall also what? Vitalize your mortal bodies. That resurrection power of God, we receive it the moment we believe in Jesus. Praise God. Say, Allah, I've got the life of God in me. Say, I have the life of God in me. Louder, I have the life of God in me. Hallelujah. That life disgraces sickness. Disgraces disease. Disgraces COVID. Praise God. Praise God. Hallelujah. All right. It's not just a life that you receive. It's also a life that you share. A life that you share. A life you minister to people. Hallelujah. The Bible says he has made us what? Able ministers of the new covenant. Not of the letter, but of the spirit. What does that mean? We have been made able distributors. Glory to God. Amen. 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 I said amen. 
How many of you have made a, a distributor of a retail product before? How many of you have made a, when person say, I'm a distributor of, you know, Chingom, you know, distributor of Indomie. How many of you have, you know, you know, Indomie. How many of you have seen how much is a distributor of Indomie? Praise God. <laughs> Amen. <laughs> I just remember when Fe the lawyer Femi Salah said, they, you are holding Indomie. Indomie. <laughs> now listen, replace the in Indomie with Holy Ghost. You and I are major distributors of the Holy Ghost. Are you following? Are you following? Let me tell you something now. You see, you know, why do we have lights, you know, in, in parts of the world? <laughs> Not necessarily Africa. All right. But why do we have lights sometimes in your house? All right. Do you see why you have lights sometimes in your house? It's very simple. Is that we have... <laughs> Praise the Lord. Is that we have major distributors... Distributor, distribution, you know, outlets, power distribution companies, all right, all around that ensure that the power that is generated is distributed to your homes. Praise God. Now, if there is a failure, as often happens in Africa and Nigeria, all right, of that distribution, there is no light in your house. Is that correct? Is that right? Then you now have to look for alternative sources of what? Of power. So it is also with the Holy Ghost. God has made us distributors of the Spirit of God. God has made us distributed of the power of God. But if there is no now distribution from our ends, people will go and be looking for alternatives. Hallelujah. You understand? That is why you find that that's your friend is going to meet a what? A, um, a soul gazer. That is why your friend is saying that he is Tyros, he is uh, Pisces, he is Sagittarius. Why? He has not seen the demonstration of power from your hand. Praise the Lord. That is why the, your friend and your, your brother and your sister is trying experimenting with Buddhism. That is why they are trying astral travel. That is why they are going to meet a Babalawo. Why? Because they have needs. They need, you know, there's darkness in their lives. And you that have the light, glory to God, and you are the major distribution of the energy of God, you are not distributing anything. There are consequences for not distributing power. Praise God. Some people will go and look for alternatives. Some will, will stay in darkness. Hallelujah. Those who look for alternative will look for an alternative to produce light. It will not be the true light, but it will look like light. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So you see a person who is practicing Buddhism, he'll be feeling enlightened. Praise God. Be feeling enlightened. You'll be talking about reincarnation and coming back again. But he doesn't have light. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. You'll be meditating and doing and sitting down, you know, be doing all the chants, you understand? And be feeling okay. He has an imitation and not the real thing. Are you following what I'm telling you? Listen to me. You need to be a major distributor of the Holy Ghost. God has called you to be that. Hallelujah. Praise God. Distribute that life. Do not be quiet about the message. You must be like a light. Hallelujah. All right. That is placed on, its light, on, the, on the light stand. You must make sure that whenever people come around you, they partake of that light. They enjoy the manifestation of the spirit. Hallelujah. Listen to me. If you are such a person that someone comes close to you and the person is going through a challenge and the spirit of God uses you to unveil what that person is going through, solve that issue, that person is going to be back. That person is going to say, how did you do that? And you can introduce Christ to them. And when you introduce Christ to them, light up their walls. Praise God. Every time you keep quiet, 
where the gospel is concerned. Every time you refuse to demonstrate the power of God that is with you, what you are going to do is that you have made it very um, post, uh, possible for that fellow to abide in darkness even longer. Praise God. Tell her that I'm the light of the world. I will shine. Louder, I'm the light of the world. I will shine. I will shine the gospel brightly wherever I go in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Let's rise up on our feet. You are responsible. In case you are not aware, you are responsible for how bright your community is. How much light is in your community. Look at me. Wherever you go around your community and somebody is, you know, under the throes of drugs, stop looking at them and start feeling better. Oh, uh, I'm better. No, no, man. No, 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 sir. Listen to me. Your inactivity is, is what is responsible, uh, all right, for that darkness you are seeing in your community. That's the truth. You have a lot of folks who are under the power of codeine and who are always high in your community, all right, who are in cults in your community. The reason why that's going on is because you are quiet. You are avoiding the darkness, whereas you were ordained to shine your light into the darkness and turn the darkness into light. We have a lot of work to do, and we have a message to preach. The message is simple. It is that Jesus died for the sins of the whole world. Hallelujah. Amen. And those who say, Jesus, come in and take my sins away, he takes their sins away. Hallelujah. It's a simple message. Nothing is more important than this message. And we have to tell the whole world. Now listen, how many of you have felt that joy in your soul after you preached the gospel and somebody came to the Lord? How many of you? Let me see your hand. You know the feeling I'm talking about. How many of you know that feeling I'm talking about? Put your hands up. All right. Listen. Listen. Money cannot give you that feeling. A new car cannot give you that feeling. A brand new TV cannot give you that feeling. I have bought all of these things. And I can tell you, it cannot give me that feeling. But that moment when I share the gospel with someone and the person comes and says, Oh, Jesus. Or tears start rolling down that person's eyes. When you receive Jesus, there is nothing better than it. Praise God. Or you pray for them to get filled with the Holy Ghost and start, they start talking in tongues. And the person starts talking in tongues and tears start coming down their eyes. And you are there being, you know, a spectator to their miracle. Nothing beats it. Nothing is better than it. Hallelujah. And God is saying, I want you and I to be partner. Let us light up the world together. Let us change the world together with the message. Praise God. This simple thing. Jesus will not preach the gospel. Holy Ghost will not preach the gospel. If you are quiet on Twitter... The gospel will be quiet on Twitter. If you are quiet in your streets, the gospel will be quiet in your streets. If you are quiet in Lagos, the gospel will try. Listen, the gospel is only going to be as loud as you make it. Look at him and say, the gospel will only be as loud as you make it. Hallelujah. 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 How many of you are saying, Lord Jesus, let's change the world together? Let me see your hands. Let's change the whole world together. Hallelujah. Praise God. Go ahead and just talk to God. Just pray in the Holy Spirit. Pray in the Holy Ghost. You have just listened to a message by Reverend Dr. Femi Olale of Oikea Christian Center. 
or other messages, visit our website at www.oikiacc.org. Remain blessed.